Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have my friend, actor, writer, producer, and director, Brooke Tranter, back on the podcast. Uh, Brooke came on the show about two years ago. I think she's like episode uh, 97 or 98. And it was so great to have her back on. Brooke has a new film out right now that's hitting the festival circuit called Yours Are Mine. It's an absolutely beautiful film. It's just a short film uh, that takes a look at eating disorders. And I was really excited to be able to watch this. Brooke just had some great success with it so far in its early festival run. I know she won an award out in Phoenix, and then she just came back from London after screening it there. Um, and they're getting ready to take the film to a festival in New York. Uh, we'll have the dates for that on the website. Brooke also mentioned them at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun to be able to sit down and catch up with Brooke. We realized when we were setting this up that we actually just live a couple of streets away from each other. And it's kind of pathetic. This is the first time we've had a chance to sit down and catch up since I moved here. Uh, when Brooke was on the podcast previously, it was just during one of our uh, one of our stints out here to Los Angeles uh, when we still were based out of Salt Lake. So, yeah, it was great to be able to sit down and catch up, um, find out that we were neighbors, and uh, kind of talk about the neighborhood that we're in. You know, we absolutely love this area of East Hollywood. Uh, it's just so it's just so much fun living in this in this little bubble that we kind of have here. And yeah, it was fun to kind of catch up with that. Talk about, you know, kind of where the background of yours, our mind came from um, and her inspirations there and kind of what she's got going in the future. Brooke is an incredibly hard worker and somebody that I honestly look up to. I always enjoyed looking at her uh, social media. She's a great person to follow and we'll always have uh, those links available on the website. Her, her Instagram, honestly, is very encouraging. It's very positive to people. And when I say that, don't think of, you know, those hokey people that you see, you know, the people that you knew from high school that just post you know, the motivational crap and don't have anything to back it up with. Brooke works insanely hard. And these are things that she finds in her daily life uh, that, you know, kind of help push her forward. And you'll see what I mean if you start following her, if you're already following her, uh, just how hard of a worker she is. And, you know, she's reaping those rewards. You know, so her career continues to grow and she continues to find more and more success. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode um, and learning more about her career. And like I said, you can also go back uh, to the previous episode where we kind of learn more of her background then. Uh, this is a lot, like I said, of kind of catching up and talking about the film. And yeah, it was just such a great time to be able to chat with Brooke. I apologize for the kind of the lack of episodes this month. I've been under uh, some kind of intense deadlines, uh, some that I set myself, uh, just with, with some writing projects that I'm working on. Uh, it's going very, very well. I'm trying to cram in as much as I possibly can into this month. Uh, this week, we're actually getting ready to head over to WonderCon. Uh, and just, uh, just four days, four or five days from now, uh, we'll be down at the Anaheim Convention Center. And yeah, we're, we're, we're always looking forward to WonderCon. It's the first convention we decided to do this year. Uh, you know, last year we already had a few under our belt at this time, um, but just with such busy schedules right now, uh, th this was the first one that we could really fit in. Uh, I actually don't even know that we'll have another one before San Diego. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. We'll always keep you updated on those schedules. Uh, but yeah, we kind of really had to scale back this year, uh, just given everything that, that both myself and Austin have going on. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated on any of that um, and anything to come. Uh, I know there, there's a movie that Austin's in that's coming out soon here that we will be able to talk about, uh, that you'll be able to catch him in. Uh, it's a it's a film that we're both very excited about, and the fact that he ended up getting cast in it uh, you know, was very exciting. The film had actually already shot. It wasn't until reshoots came along, and this director that we're both a huge fan of, uh, Austin had worked with previously. We kind of talked about this uh, in an episode uh, a few back uh, but yeah, he reached out and said, you know, hey, I've worked with Austin on this previous film and I want him to come work on this as we uh, we have to recast a character. And so, you know, look for that. We'll be talking more about that um, as the release of that uh, gets ready to uh, to come out. 
So, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. If you see me at WonderCon, make sure to come over and say hi. We always like meeting people when we're out at the conventions. Uh, again, thank you to Brooke Tranter for taking the time out of her incredibly busy schedule to come and sit down on the podcast again. It's always great catching up with her. Make sure you go and follow her um, on all the links on the website. I'll also have the trailer available there um, so you can check out Yours Are Mine um, and follow them as well so you can see you know, if they're coming to a festival in your town or if they're going to be screening in a town near you, uh, you'll be able to check it out there as well. Thank you to Brooke Tranter. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll see you next week. So I realized the other day, it popped up on Facebook, it was exactly two years ago, yesterday, Was it really? that your episode released. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like time has just kind of flown. Yeah. 2018 somehow didn't exist to me. Like yeah. I, I keep thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, so last year, and I'm like, no, that was two years ago. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how I skipped over 2018 in my know. brain. A lot happened. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. And, and when you were on two, it was... Setting up your episode, I was a mess. That was so funny, though. Yeah. Like, looking back, like, meeting up at that place <laughs> and the security guard. Because we so tried to record funny. at Hollywood and Highland where we had recorded episodes before when we right, were in town right. and never had a problem. Right. And it was like we were supposed to initially record at UCB, and that got nixed. Yes. And yeah. then we were scrambling, and we were just like, uh, uh, Hollywood yeah. and Highland. And we'd never met either, and we'd been recording a lot at our hotel, but I was like, mm. She probably doesn't want to come to a hotel with right. a bunch of guys she doesn't know. Right, right. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, Hollywood so and Highland. Funny. And then as soon as we sit down and hit record, security's like, do you have a permit for this? And it's just like, cool. but what? And that was so funny. I mean, that would only happen. I, I yeah. feel like things like that happen when I'm around. Like, <laughs> of course, you had recorded there. And the second we sit down, yeah, 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 cool. I get it. Um, but that's so funny that two years have gone by like that. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it, it, it's gone. It's gone by quickly, and a lot has changed uh, for both of us. Yeah, so, yeah. You yeah. are in town. You are yeah, a I, resident. I'm a resident now. <laughs> yeah. How are things going? Do you like it out here? I've I've been loving it. I mean, okay. I, it, I hit the ground running the second yeah. we got here because I had built up so much contacts. over time that it mm -hmm. was like literally the we moved in on a Saturday. I was at an open mic on Monday. Wow. And like I was literally at meltdown on that Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like go go go. My wife had to be like pump the brakes. I'm not as used to it as you are. Yeah. Like we yeah. have to we have to take a moment and right. and let let me regroup a little and Right. Did you move to this neighborhood when you first came out here or Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, I I knew I just wanted to be somewhere that was close to UCB. Yeah. And close to Meltdown. Yeah. And I was like, "All right, well, I at least know the neighborhood." And I thought it was kind of weird when I walked over to UCB the first time because I walked past the two hotels that Austin and I would always stay in. Right, yeah. Because they, we would always stay right there because it was cheap, and we uh -huh. were coming so frequently that we had to have somewhere cheap. Yeah. And so there went my days of I used to always stay at the Roosevelt. That yeah. was always my go-to. Uh, but then when it had when it became more frequent, it was yeah. like, all right, I've got to scale back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I it couldn't steal up. the Roosevelt soaps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. But... Yeah, it's 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 been it's been great. Yeah. Like it's it's so nice to like not have to can be concerned. I would always hate it when we were in Utah. And I'd get emails that was just like, "Hey, you're invited to this if you're able to come." And I'm like, "I can't." can't. And it would yeah. be like, 
premieres where it's like you want to be at this because this person's here and yeah and i love now i get that email i'm like cool i'll be there uh, i need a plus one and done yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so much is happening i i think i forget that i forget the excitement of when i first moved out here and i try to like kind of have perspective on that yeah because you know you get in the hustle and bustle and things are going so quickly in life i'm so busy i'm so busy blah 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 and it's like oh man but we're doing it yeah that's really cool yeah, we were yeah. just over at uh, at Kimmel the other night for a concert, mm -hmm. and uh, Austin's girlfriend was with us as well. And we were walking uh, up up to Hollywood and Highland, and as we were walking up the steps to the little forecourt area, I kind of laughed and I was like, "Do you realize it was exactly uh, five years ago that Austin and I had I had first brought Austin?" Oh, my gosh! And he was just like, "Yeah," he's like, "I was just here the other day and had thought about that." Wow. And it was yeah, it was five years ago exactly. That's crazy. That I had first been like, this is Hollywood. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind the smell. Yeah. Right? Don't, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hot, funny. hot garbage and urine. Yeah. Well, I think it's always people just have such a perception of what it will be like. Yeah. Go, I, I remember doing that. Being like the first week my mom had driven into town with me and be like, we have to go look at the stars. I have to find the Audrey Hepburn star. <laughs> and, you know, there's like feces on the ground. And yeah. I'm like, but I want to sit by it. And my mom's like. Oh, that is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it just, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's very touristy. Uh, it's, it's not as funny to me as what people, the, the response I see from tourists when they go to Beverly Hills. Because oh. I'll encounter tourists uh, for, that are, are leaving Beverly Hills and they're always very disappointed. And they're like, yeah, it was just expensive stores. And I'm like, that's what it is. Correct. Unless you yeah. have the zip code and you're like, I live in Beverly Hills. And like, you, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or my favorite are the people that have, that have said to me, you know, I, I just expected more. I mean, like Pretty Woman. And I was like, literally, that's the plot of Pretty Woman. She has to prove the people wrong because she's rejected from the expensive stores. Yes. It's like you you missed the plot of the you movie you, you wanted to it, see. <laughs> Whatever that store was, uh, Bagley Mishka. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, it just closed. I was like, oh, I would always drive by there. And that was the store that she went in to tell yeah. them to F off. I'm like, ah, man. Okay. <laughs> It's all changing. Yeah, Beverly yeah. Hills cracks me up though. It's it's the one area that I can predict what's going to happen mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to get stuck in a light, and I'm going to hear the sports car coming from like three lights away, <laughs> and they're going to get in that line of cars and just lay on their horn at the red light. Sure. And it's always like, what, what do you expect, Your know. Highness? Are we just yeah. supposed to levitate here so you can yeah. drive underneath us? And, yeah. Have yeah. you seen any shows or uh, theater at the uh, what is that? The Wallace. Annenberg or the the new it came it went up a few years ago it's a huge theater there no. and I've seen a few really great productions there so that's what kind of brings me over there or I used to work in Century City so I'd but I don't go over there often isn't that so oh, silly yeah. like oh I don't go over there <laughs> I stay on the east side we do have a nice little bubble over here on the I, east side though I I, I, I do it. love East Hollywood it's... I really love it so much and when I first moved over here, I wasn't even familiar. I had lived in Westwood and, you know, had, oh, so like to, had to get out of there. Side. Had to get out. <laughs> um, and just found a place over here. I was like, okay, I'll take it. And then just like fell in love with those fields yeah. and, and then explored to Echo Park. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, got it. This is what LA feels mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I love it. See, I'm, I'm having a love hate with it right now because I love this area. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. But when I had moved here five years ago for school, before I had to move back to Utah for mm -hmm. a bit, we lived in Burbank. Oh, okay. And I just 
adorable. It's great. So, and the apartments that we lived in there too were just amazing. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we didn't move back to them was we just didn't want to spend the money moving mm-hmm. right back. Mm-hmm. Now we look at it and we're like, yeah, we probably should have spent the money. But at the same time, we're like, we love Los Feliz. And mm-hmm. it's so much that we, we don't want to leave this neighborhood, but we also love Burbank so much. Yeah. And so right now we're having a really hard time deciding yeah. which area we're going to. And everything is just skyrocketing. So yeah. it's really hard to find the space for a reasonable amount. Everything yeah. has changed since I've moved out here. I guess it will continue to change. Yeah. I sound like a grandmother. <laughs> Back in my day. In, in LA, that's just kind of the way I've learned it is. I mean, in six months, yeah, everything kind of changes. And then the next six months... An entire block is basically a different block. It's very true. So, I mean, the gentrification can be nice at times, but Mm -hmm. it also, there's a building I think that was on Vine that I just drove past today that suddenly is a blue. And I don't know when it became blue. And it's a big building. Yeah. But I I, I was just driving past Hollywood and Vine and I was just like, where did that building come from? So weird. That, That shouldn't be there. Or if it is, it wasn't blue. Yeah. Yeah. Did they paint it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how it changes as fast as it does, but yeah. I'm, al- I'm always amazed at how how quickly things do happen. Oh, for sure. And all the really tall buildings going up in Hollywood, like ch- it changes the view, right? Yeah. It changes the the feel of it, which is, I mean, it's great. It just seems like a lot. It yeah. just makes me tired thinking about it. It's just like a lot. <laughs> And that's where we retreat to our little East Hollywood bubble. Yes. <laughs> Cozy. I love it. We, we have two of the best little theaters over here, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'll look at the movie prices sometimes and see, you know, like Arclight or something. It's like 15, 20 bucks. Why? Okay. But I ask you this. Just break it down. Why do I love it? Yeah. Why do I feel? Why do I go to Arclight and I feel like a queen? And then <laughs> I like look at my I look at my card the next day or my bank account. I'm like. Girl, no. Yeah. Because by the time that you get whatever you, you know, popcorn, wine, you know, get your wine, yeah. get your ticket. What you know, someone get whatever. I mean, you can drop, you can drop a hundred bucks like that. Yeah, easily at ArcLight. <sighs> but I love the Vista. Yeah. I saw you went there. Yeah, I was Would at the Vista see? yesterday. Us. <gasps> How was it? I loved it. Okay. This, spo- totally spoiler free. Okay. This great. is this is what I do have to tell anybody listening that has not seen it yet. Ignore the trailers. Because I th- I had noticed on Rotten Tomatoes the audience score was kind of low. Okay. And I was like, how is the audience score low? And I kind of even read some of the negative critic reviews. Hmm. The one thing I can tell is the critics that didn't like it didn't get it. Okay. Well, and, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And the audience score, I think, is low because the trailer sets it up for you to really be expecting this jump scare type movie all throughout which it's not gonna be it is, is it? not and see i was telling because i actually felt the same way with get out yeah i was terrified to go see it and and then you know but all my friends are like you don't understand this is like this is a breakthrough in cinema and mm-hmm. storytelling you have to go see it and i had met jordan years ago at yeah. second city and you know you want to support your yeah, extended he, family he's the like, only person i go to opening day oh i love that yeah i love that <laughs> um and I I tried to tell my friends who don't particularly love to jump in their seat after I saw it. I was like, it's actually not. Yeah. Don't think of it as that. Just trust me. You have to trust me. So you're telling me it's the same thing with this It's one. the same type of thing. See, I knew it. And it's a lot. Get Out has a lot deeper, which I mean this. Okay. I, I, there was one part that I just wasn't totally sure. Okay. I understood that they didn't address wholeheartedly okay. and so i just pulled it up online i was like somebody has to have addressed this there was an article that actually dissected the movie beautifully interesting 
and explained the one part. And I was like, okay, I did get it. Okay. I just didn't completely get it. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> and so on, honestly, I'll send it to you when you see it. Yes, because not it's, before, not before. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a lot more simple of a movie than I think. I, I'm seeing a lot of people that are just like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the deep arcs and stuff. And I'm like, mm, he didn't go as deep with this as he did with Get Out. Well, do you think he's just trying to be very open about what he's trying to say? Like, I th- like there there are parts that are deeper and, and interwoven, okay. Okay. but he does it very simplistic, okay. which even get out when you think about it, kind of was very simplistic the way that he did it. But with, yeah, vi- yeah. In various ways of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time around, even more so, and it just shows the genius of Jordan Peele. Oh, I can't wait. I was listening to an interview on NPR. It just made, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I'm so, okay. Well, I'm so excited and I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And, um, I, I adored the movie. Okay. Absolutely loved it. So it's definitely something I can see alone. Yeah. Maybe at the Arclight with a glass of wine. Maybe at the Vista. Not. <laughs> yeah. And and for those listening in Utah, yeah, we our, our theaters are adult theaters, and you're allowed to have wine they in them. They are. <laughs> they are. Actually, most of them are now. I yeah. remember like eight years ago, there was like one you could go to. And now, I mean, a lot of them are. Yeah. The, the Vista, I don't think ever will be, just because it's an old... And you, you you have to get like that liquor license, that, yeah. You know, and do you go to Los Feliz three as well? Yeah, I go, those yeah. are the two I, I frequent the most well, because they're, they're so f- affordable. And I, yeah, and I go to the matinee where it's six fifty. Yeah, and I love you know I just love contributing to um, you know you see these things like we were talking about uh, landmarks torn down, yeah. history torn down, and Los Angeles is a newer city. You know, you go to Europe and these structures have been there for hundreds, even thousands of yeah. years, and like. There's so much to hold on to that like old Hollywood cinema feel and it's places like that. I'm like, no, I, I have to keep coming mm-hmm. here because if I don't, you'll see it, you know, and yeah. then it's gone. And the yeah, Vista anyway. is one of my favorite theaters just because it yeah. has that such old. I mean, you go in and you've got like the the pharaoh heads up on the wall. It's and It's just that, that old ancient Hollywood yeah. feel in it. It was incredible. I guess it would have been like five years ago. Um, my first short films, we started our festival circuit and our premiere was at the Vista. Oh, nice. And that was just such a great, you know, you have those moments of like, we were talking earlier with Meltdown and your connections like, oh man, this was one of the first places I saw a movie when I came out here and like, it was really special. Yeah. It's, it's, see, I, I, my first one that ever screened out here was at the director's guild. Amazing. And it's like, it was you know, it's, it was an incredible experience, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm I'm kind of like I would have loved to have been on like one of these old theaters. Oh, to, for sure. To well, have that yeah. experience because it was yeah. also kind of an awkward experience at the Directors Guild. Was it? Yeah. Well, that's like one of the best screens in town, though. You, yeah. I mean, if directors are screaming their stuff, it's going to be there, right? Yeah. So it's got to be the best. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and ours it was it was funny too because it, we had, were one of the top winners in the International Forty Eight Festival. Amazing. And we were the only one that was like a true comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's the one of the dumbest films we've made, easily. We love it, but it's one of the dumbest. That's so funny. It's it was called the decision, and it's about two guys that are ordering pizza, but it sounds like they've ordered a mob hit. Ah, uh, so the love entire it. time they're going back and forth, at fighting over who has to deal with this guy, and it's just the pizza delivery guy that mm-hmm. they have to deal with, mm-hmm. and it's just so ridiculously stupid. But because we were short for time since it was a 48 hour thing we were like how do we maximize our time on this we want to do as little editing as possible and make sure that we can just knock this out so we did it all in one shot 
Oh, awesome. And it Great. was right as Birdman was coming out, too. Oh, And so cool. Austin and I immediately went and watched Birdman so that we could watch the way that they use certain camera movements. For sure. So that we could be like, all right, this is like, we can just pull in here, like walk, walk this way and had it so that it was. And there was nothing better than sitting there in that screening, though. Getting the laughs was great. But then hearing somebody a few rows behind us about halfway through go, wait, is this all one shot? Yeah. And I was just like, yes. yes. Yeah, that is great. that is what I was hoping somebody would notice. Oh, for sure. And the only part that ever bothers us is there's a light that ended up out of place. Uh, because the guy playing our pizza delivery guy decided he was going to eat some of the pizza, which was fine. But he needed to wipe his mouth. And we had a paper towel purposely just like covering one of the lights, diffusing it. Mm-hmm. And he tore that off. And there it In was. between a take, we didn't notice he had torn it off. Mm-hmm. And then it was the best take. And it wasn't until we sat down the next morning and started editing where we were like, the light. What happened with the light? And the worst part is that was the second time that had happened to us. We had shot a music video previously. And we were we used all natural lighting for it. But the artist's friend that was there, he was one of those friends that he knows. He's... He's made a short film before mm-hmm. and starts flipping on all these like yellow lights. And what do you think about this? We're like, turn off the lights. Like we're using all this natural lighting. This is a gorgeous room. And we thought all the lights had been turned off. And there was one directly behind in the oh, back. God. The Luckily, through color correcting, we were able to diffuse it a fair amount. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, so we were like moments. twice uh, a stupid light bulb. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> But yeah. it is what it is. So yeah, that, you're, you're never gonna be. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever watched something and yeah, it's perfect. You know, you always want to go back and you just have to move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's been the thing that Second City I think taught me the most was yeah. stop being precious with things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and it very quickly like any time I'd write something, and we'd submit it for that first draft mm-hmm. and get feedback from everybody. I would probably utilize 90% of the feedback mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm not, I have no reason to be precious about this. Right. And then it would always turn out great because mm-hmm. other eyes see things differently and can give you that input. For sure. And then it just became with everything. It was like, yeah, yeah I don't need to. Yeah. And then it can become, truly becomes that collaboration as, as opposed to like living in your head, yeah. which I don't know. I can get trapped in there. Oh, I get, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently trapped in there <laughs> pounding to, to figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it helps to release that to others for sure. Yeah. So now the last time that we talked, you had just kind of wrapped up uh, Undateable at Second City. Oh, yeah. Wow. And yeah. since then, I mean, you had Botanical Bays that. Mm-hmm. Now you guys aren't doing that anymore, are you? Um, not currently. I think I just like. You know, you take on other projects yeah. and there's only 24 hours in a day. I won't say that it, we won't again. We had built up quite an audience. and Yeah, and it was hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> we had so much fun. And that was kind of one of those projects where we just wanted to create so badly and explore those characters and had the means to do it for free. Um, so you just make you make stuff happen where you can, you yeah. know, and. All of those plants were mine, so we didn't have to bring them in. And that was like another thing of just like making fun of ourselves and having fun with yeah. that. And then, yeah, it took off. Uh, we had quite a following. Um, got a write-up in LA Times. It was really lovely. It was a really lovely run. But, yeah, we're just 
uh, we are all kind of exploring other projects right now. So maybe maybe in the future, hopefully. I, yeah, you know, I, I hope, I hope so to fun. see more of it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I look forward to anytime I'd see it pop up, I would try to make sure that later that day I got a chance to watch it. Because oh, they, they always cracked me up because I, you never knew what to expect from it. No, Stassi <laughs> and Canyon are on their own uh, trajectory. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and thank you. It's funny, too, going around L.A. and you see – very much just those people that you guys are are drawing those characters from and yeah. it makes it that much funnier well, too. <laughs> that was what was so crazy is it that was kind of the beginning of that plant the plant craze yeah and we saw it and we just ran with it we're like if we don't someone else is going to and i'm sure other people have like it's inevitable but now you go to like little boutiques and with pens and bags that say crazy plant lady and it was just like <laughs> it, the timing was just perfect yeah um yeah, so to all you crazy plant moms and dads out there, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's an addiction. How did yeah. the LA Times piece come up? Uh, I I happened to know someone at LA Times that was um, – she had known about Botanical Bays, but she was putting together a piece about millennials and their obsession with plants. And I was like, well, that's, that's what we created this mm-hmm. on. She's like, oh – Yes. So then we kind of helped each other find other people t- for her to interview. And um, she was like, well, we want to include you, even though you're doing comedy. It's a take on yourself and yeah. these people. And Yeah, it was really delightful. And to, you know, make connections through the other people who were interviewed, it was quite fun. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, and that's quite a feat. I mean, the L.A. Times is a massive cir- circulation. And- yeah. Yeah, we went out and in costume, in character, uh, the morning that they were released and got a bunch of copies and sent them to family. You know, like those yeah. kind of things are like really awesome wins. And we were really um, fortunate to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 cool. nice to get that write up when when we were actually out here for your interview. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when we were recording the 100th episode. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we had a write up in uh, L.A. Weekly. Right. Yeah. And we were so excited to find it. And we find the LA Weekly, and it was nowhere in there. Wait, what? It, I guess it wasn't part of the print, even though they told us it was. Oh. And so it had just lived online. And I was oh, like, darn. oh, one of yeah. these times I'll print it off. And then I went to print it off. After all the shakeup at LA Weekly, it's not online anymore. Are you serious? <laughs> and uh. like, I was sending some stuff into a publicist who, because social media is so goddamn petty, mm-hmm. that blue check mark means everything. Sure. And so I was working with a publicist who does a lot for the podcast and some other stuff Mm -hmm. where he was trying to help us get stuff submitted to Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I needed that particular article because this is a good write-up for us. And that's when I found out that it wasn't on there anymore. Because it's just like, uh, you have to submit so much stuff to them to be able to get that little blue check. Sure, yeah. And that was one of those pieces that would have helped secure it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like mm. back to the drawing board. Verified <laughs> in a, on another day. Yeah. On another day. That little blue check. That stupid little blue check. Oh, my. Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's so often I'll, I'll watch things tick up, tick up, tick up, and I'm like, this should do it. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. Not today. Not not today. In its own time. <laughs> own time. Yeah. In, yeah. in its own time, it will come. Yeah. And it's like it's that little annoyance sometimes with like with Twitter and anybody listening is going to be like it's a stupid blue check mark. I get that it's a stupid blue check mark. Totally. I I just think it's so interesting, you know, and I you know, I'm very active in social yeah. media and I I pretty much always have been, but it's so interesting to even see like the the 
um, I don't know, the weight I put on it mm. and like understanding like the it's validation brand, yeah. that I get from it. And I'm like, oh man, sometimes you got to like step away. And, yeah. It's brand okay, validation okay, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And yeah, when you use it for your business and your business is your image and yourself, yeah. like that's, you know, a weird line to cross, but yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in it. Yeah, I, I always feel like such a douche when I'm just like, I want that blue check. Yeah. But I'm just I like, it's, I have a feeling it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's just it's, it's, on vacation it's not a petty right now. Thing. It's on its way. It's, it's on its way. It's on vacation now. I like that. <laughs> it's like, we'll get, we'll get back to you. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> we'll get back. We'll get back. So yeah. now, yours yours are mine. I keep wanting to call it yours is mine. Mm-hmm. And so I always yes, have to, I always have to make sense. think yeah. it properly in my yes. head. So I watched it yesterday absolutely loved it thank you i did not watch your trailer or anything because i wanted to go into it not knowing a single thing i love that about what it was because the the title didn't tell me what it was which i liked but all of all of your uh, stills that you had posted i knew that it was something that was gonna like reach into you where you needed to like look into into yourself and into things and i loved the approach that and I mean, people have seen it now. So, I mean, we can say that it's mm-hmm. about an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did this story come about that made you want to make it into a short film? Yeah, well, it's not, um, you know, what do we say? Based on real life events. Like, it's not from my life to the script, but it but it is based on my past. Um, I struggled for, I'm, I mean, I'm not that old, but for most of my life, I struggled with eating disorders. And it took years and years and years and years of recovery and therapy to get out of that darkness. And I think, you know, it was just, it was the right time. And I knew I wanted to tell my story without making it a documentary mm-hmm. or, or really without making it about me. I wanted to tell a story um, that people would probably relate to, whether on whichever character they relate to, right? And I just knew it was time to uh, make it. And I had the, you know, I funded it myself. And it was just, you just know when you're ready. Anyway, so I wrote it and filmed it last summer. And now we're on the festival circuit. And, you know, you you have a feeling about things that you make. like, But you never know. You never know what um, the response will be. And, you know, the most rewarding thing about it is talking to people who have have gone through similar situations or who, who want to have conversations with friends or family that might be going through something similar and found inspiration from it. You know, that's what it's all about. Those conversations. Yeah, and you and you've been so far in Phoenix for it and as yeah. well as as well as in London. Mhm. Phoenix, London, Los Angeles, we had one, um a few online um festivals and then we're going to New York at the end of the month. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it's been a whirlwind and very exciting yeah the online ones are always interesting so i know yes. we were we were a part of a few of those yeah and it was like cool so people in, in tokyo watch yeah, this who's uh, watching this i don't know okay <laughs> great okay cool yeah yeah um that you know there's just so many options out there and you try to be selective as to where you're submitting as well i think the thing that we were proudest of was um hiring i hired an entire female cast and crew which for this story in particular was just mm-hmm. very important to me to do. And side note, was not hard at all. Yeah, yeah there's plenty <laughs> of women out there, very talented women. Plentiful <laughs> behind, behind the camera and in front of, very easy. And, you know, they, it was just like such a love fest on set. Everyone was there 
uh, fully invested in telling this story. Um, so that's what we were really proud of. And, um, you know, that's how we've kind of managed to brand ourselves as like a female dominated film and story. And, you know, it's something that I'm very passionate about and proud of. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. So are, are, is that really how you plan to kind of even move forward with films that you work on, is trying to keep, you know, a, f- a full female uh, crew? You know, I think that's uh, – there. you know, I, I love men too. It's not yeah. that I don't want to work with men. It's just uh, trying to find women who are really starting just like I am as a mm-hmm. filmmaker. Like, yeah, I've been doing it a few years, but, you know, you're constantly growing. I want to support women who are, yeah. you know, coming out of school, coming out of USC. Like, how do we get you on set? How do we – um, make these opportunities happen for you. And I've just been so inspired by so many women that I have met um, on the festival circuit who are really trying to bring up the next generation of female filmmakers. So, yes, I am. But, um, you know, maybe it's like what Regina, what was Regina's goal at the Golden Globes? Let's make it 50%. Oh, yeah. 50% at least, right? I think that's a good number to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, there, there's no fault to, you know, even keeping it, you know, a majority of women because sure. the, the goal to be able to give you know more women the opportunities people just don't quite get how it definitely is harder for women to get that exposure sure so yeah. even 50 50 it, it's like yeah there's you know it's a very male dominated field mm-hmm. because men have always just been given those opportunities more right and right yet there's so many i think it was the golden globes two years ago mm-hmm. and i want to say it was natalie portman who had made the jab uh about zero. the yeah about zero the zero director, film director. yeah and there yeah. were a number that should have been you know that well over several of the male directors i think it was the year wonder woman would come out and i was like where was patty jenkins and like mudbound. for mudbound oh, yeah like God. there were a number that yeah absolutely should have been and and it does tend to get overlooked so i, th- I think it speaks volumes that you're trying you know even at the stage of your career mm-hmm. to still lift others up to be yeah. able to say hey come work on this yeah. uh that's a good goal to, to, to be able to, to have in your career. Well, thank you. And I think, it, you know, diversity in all aspects is also very important. And I think I'm just in this place where I'm just trying to listen more to to people who don't have the opportunities that I have as a white woman, too. Like, what what do you, what do you need from me? How can I support? Um, and, the, you know, there's just incredible organizations that are supporting young girls, even, of um, diverse backgrounds. Um, have you ever heard of Made in Your Own Image? Yeah. Okay, great. I got to meet the founders of that oh, in wow. Arizona. And it's like those kinds of projects. Like, what do you need from me? Okay, we need to find a camera for you. Okay, great. Let me let me talk to these people. Or what do you need? My time, money. You know, <laughs> I wish I could give more money. But like, <laughs> how? what resources do you need? So I just think we're in a time where if we, we are all, it, no matter where we come from or who we are, if we're just listening more to what others around us need, I think I think positive things could come from that. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? No, I I, yeah. I think it, it it absolutely makes yeah. sense. L- being able to listen and pay attention to what those yeah. around you saying, it's it, it I think speaks volumes to people's intelligence too. If they can sit back and listen mm. and not just wait to be heard. Mm. So it I think it was when I I had taken the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People course when I was in college. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about the people that they're just waiting to have their turn to talk. Mm, and mm-hmm. I started really recognizing that in people. And it even recognized at that point that I was doing that a lot mm. where it's like, I would hear people and just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I wouldn't re- like, I would see their mouth moving and hear them talking. 
And I would just like the next thing that came out might not even be related. Right. And I was like, oh, I was really a dick. I probably should have. <laughs> and it wasn't really like it had started to click, but it wasn't until I did a little improv where having to really listen and actively listen that I was like, oh, this is. And th- there were so many things that came in. And so now we're in a time where, especially as men, it's time to take a, take a seat and listen a little bit more. Sure. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah it's time yeah. for all of us to just listen and listen. be present. Be- yeah. Being present uh, is very hard as a human. We have, we're thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or what's on the docket after I'm done with this conversation with you. Where do I have to be? Yeah. It takes immense, um, I think, strength and awareness to be present. But yeah, just like you said, I think I think it helps everyone. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, you you keep a very busy schedule like I do. I know uh, I know yeah. you're you're one of the crazy ones too, where you're up at like what four thirty five. I've tried that. That used to be my schedule. Yes, I'm getting back to that. <laughs> um, but when you're in production for multiple yeah. things and working your survival or what do we want to call that, our freedom jobs to pay our bills, you know, it gets a, it. Sleep is also very important. Yeah. So I have become maybe slightly more lax. But yeah, I'm a morning person. If I'm writing something, yes, I'm up at four because that's when my writer brain works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. you're the only person that I ever see when I'm trying to wake my brain up a little and I'm sipping the coffee and mm-hmm. I'm taking that few minutes to like look at like Instagram or something. You're the only person that has a post at that same time where I'm just like, Rook's up. <laughs> There's my fellow crazy. There she is. Yeah. I met a, I met another writer in Phoenix at the Indie Film Fest that had that too. And I had that moment of like, oh, you're one of us. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Ooh, we should we should Skype it for you. You know, but I mean, obviously not. But yeah, we're a rare breed. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. And I started doing it even more when Mark Wahlberg had released his schedule. Because I saw that and did I was just like. Did you see my little video about that? I think I did. I think I remember seeing in that i think i'd actually sent you something because you were just like where do naps fit in and i was like i put that where his cryo time is because i don't have a cryo chamber oh you don't and oh yeah, that's so weird yeah, do, actually yeah, i don't either yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no would love to do cryo twice daily yeah uh i i really appreciate his you know i think that's when he was training for a particular movie yeah um but I tried it one day with no no cryo, but like the double workouts did was on. I'm usually on meal prep, but mm-hmm. like, and it was it was intense. But I have to tell you, like knowing that you were putting that much energy into your health, and I had a lot of energy that yeah. day. Was very tired the next day. Yeah, but um, it it was it was interesting. But for me, I had you know in his schedule, there's not like time for writing, time to yeah. go. You know, it. I had to meld it into my own life. Yeah, but. and that's what I did. I, I made it, I made it my own thing, but I was just like, I like, I like structure a lot, and it drives yeah. my wife crazy in a way because interesting. Yeah, she likes structure as well, but I'm not a morning person or a night person. As she puts it, I'm an awake person. Oh, interesting. and so if I need to be awake for something, like cool, I'm good You're to there. go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll I'll do what I need to do. Yeah, but it's like overall, it's like I prefer the morning. And sure enough, like I'm up at four. I'm usually writing by 4.30. I have my headphones on because she's still asleep. Yeah. And I'm just writing by the light of my computer. And yeah. I usually have like a morning radio show going because I have to have radio first thing. I love it. I love I, radio. I can't have, I can't have even a podcast because podcasts are too centered. I, yeah. I have I, to have morning that's radio. That's so funny. I'm because the exact same way. It's just nonsense. Yeah. I and listen to NPR every morning. Yeah. And then actually I love to start the day when I go on my first drive to wherever I'm going. Just part of the routine. Uh, I listen to classical music, mm. uh, which I've like 
friends have driven with me and they're like, what is happening? I was like, I promise you, if you just try, just try it one day, <laughs> the stress levels are rapidly yeah. decreased. I also just love listening to that. Like that's how my brain works when I'm writing too. I'm listening to like movie soundtracks or, you mm-hmm. know, orchestral music. It just helps yeah. my mind. Anyway. No, it's, <laughs> I, I've become so OCD with it because the radio show that I've worked with in Utah for years, mm-hmm. I listen to, I stream them live each morning. Got it. And so it's like, I also want to be listening to Kevin and Bean because I love their shows well and they're our local show. Yeah. And so I usually catch the last hour of their show. Got it. But then on like a day like today where there's no, you know, morning shows are off, mm-hmm. then I'm just listening to their podcast. There you go. So I'm sitting yeah. there at four in the morning with the Kevin and Bean podcast going. Yeah. And yeah. I have to have that, that just kind of nonsensical chatter. Yeah. I love it. Going and it just like lets my brain zero in. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think as like artists, there is no consistency in our lives. So you know, and some people drive that way. Fine. I got to have something. Yeah. So if I set up the schedule, which I mean, you're going to have days where you're not following it. That's fine. But mm-hmm. like, it gives me some sense of like protection for my soul. Yeah. <laughs> in that uh, structured schedule and things change and like you move things around, but I love it. Yeah. And yeah. it's well, like tomorrow, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how messed up your day is going to be with the LA marathon. Oh, I don't think I'm going to leave yeah, my place. Yeah, I'm not leaving. No. And so, like, I already have to kind of restructure my day for tomorrow because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow's a stay-at-home all day. Honestly, until the late afternoon, I do not know what anyone would go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm going to miss the farmer's market, which I'm, like, bummed about. I guess I can walk to the one in Los Feliz, but I like to go to the Hollywood one. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I can't even – well, I guess there's one Starbucks I can walk to. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's out of my brain thinks of like oh, each where Starbucks. Is it? Where like, is it? Where is it? Because I would normally go to the one just right down the street, but I can't cross the street Don't because of the marathon. Don't even think about it. Someone <laughs> will run over you. Yeah, it's intense, but go get it. Go get it, yeah, marathoners. Yeah. yeah, you ruined our day, but... Uh, <laughs> All good. All it's good. fine. You, yeah. Most of them are running for a good cause. Yes, yes, so I yes, can, yes. I can be like, all right, you... You get a pass. I'm getting it. Fine. <laughs> I can't drive anywhere, but one day, only yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I even I even think about running that marathon, and I'm I get exhausted. I'm just like, cool. No. <laughs> it, the the prep is so intense too. Yeah. One of my an ex of mine had run it, and it, I mean months and months of like, great, get it, go for it. Yeah, I, I, like I would like to be in shape well enough to sure. do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think still wouldn't do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I I played soccer for years. I you know I, I've been told to run too much in my life already. Yeah. I'm not. I'll go to the gym and work out. I'm not going to run a marathon. It's fine. <laughs> my mom ran a bunch of marathons. Really? And like she loved doing it, and she kept saying, "No, you can do it. You can do it." And I was like, "I couldn't because the logic in my brain won't let me do it." Yeah. I would immediately start out and be like, why the hell am I running 26 miles? Yeah. And I would stop there because I'd be like, we invented cars yeah. years ago, so we didn't have to run 26 <laughs> miles. Yeah. I and would, I'm I, done. Yeah. It wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. No. So, and I, my mom had run a, I think it was a half marathon first. Mm-hmm. And people always, not so much out here, but in Utah, they have the 26.2 sticker. Oh. that they put on their car and okay. it's like yeah that's a great feat but i always had to laugh when i would see the 13.1 sticker that's the half yeah that's okay, the half got it and i was like look i get the half marathon's a big feat 
But when there's a 26.2 sticker out there, nobody that wins the silver medal, like, I mean, sure, silver medal people are like, hey, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm silver medalist. But nobody really flaunts that like they do a gold medal. That's true. That's true. <laughs> not on the bumper of their car. Yeah, no. Not on the bumper of their car. No, no. And I, <laughs> I, I always just had to laugh when I would see that because it was just like, I, I almost did it. Yeah. I did half yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that I, I can't say that I've run 13 miles anytime no. soon either. So no, I can't even say I'll walk 13 miles anytime go. soon. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll definitely drive it. I'll, I'll def- definitely drive it. I'll drive it on Monday when I go down to Santa Monica. <sighs> Ooh, yes. Yes. You know, Santa Monica is, is a nice little escape. Yeah. And I, and I, I go that. down there almost, almost every day. Do you really? But it's, yeah, it's a nice little, nice little escape Get for away. the first part of the morning. And yeah. Then come on back to reality. Mm-hmm. In two hours of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I have learned to combat that traffic quite well. Yeah. You, you'd be surprised. Well, there's a lot to listen to. That's what I tell myself. This is my yeah. music time, my podcast time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So now kind of to go back to, to yours or mine. Yeah. What, the one thing that, that kind of reached to me with it, um, where, you know, there, there's a lot out there, especially now about body positivity mm-hmm. and and things like that where I love that you went about it in, 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 in a way in such a cautious way mm. where you didn't try to force anything. Your character didn't try to force anything on the girl, mm-hmm. but you just kind of leave it as that you're there. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that you kind of leave that out there as, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I read into the film wrong, but that everybody kind of has an ally in those Mm, situations mm -hmm. that was at least what i took away from it was that yeah everybody everybody has a thing that they've gone through Mm -hmm. that they're relating to in one way or another right and for me personally and like i've talked about this some on the podcast Mm. uh where after moving here i'd started realizing that i had my own eating disorder Mm. uh which was food addiction Mm mm-hmm and it wasn't until finding those people that kind of were in a way allies just through like addiction yeah that i was like oh right and it was that kind of like light bulb moment to have to start adjusting things and like figuring things out but i i, I liked that that's at least kind of what my takeaway and feel was from yeah. it was that yeah we've all got that person that's there and that's the ally absolutely it was important for me to um make this having been um in the character ally shoes before the younger girl that, you know, that was me. And um, in any addiction or disease, especially if you're not open about it or are really just like not convinced that that's even a reality, it can feel so lonely. Yeah. Right. Especially if you're not surrounded by people that are talking about it who might be going through the same thing. But, you know, I think our society is becoming um much more open about being open and being authentic with our experiences highs and lows right mm-hmm. but what i really wanted to convey and you know, yeah exactly what you took away is exactly what you should i that's what i say like any interpretation you're taking away is exactly what should be but it was just about the fact that uh, she came back right because everyone's road to recovery is different we don't know what's going to happen to Allie, right we don't know what yeah will happen but um evan has chosen to just come back and be with her and she doesn't have to say anything and she doesn't have to tell her what to do, but she does need her to know that she's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for me, being open about 
my addictions in life or, you know, diseases that I've gone through or still conquer um, and my demons, uh, uh, so much of being open about that isn't about me. It's about the people out there that I can help. Yeah. Right. And I think it's hard, but I think the more open we are, um, all of us, women, people, humans, the more open we are about what we've gone through in our past, maybe we can help people in the future generation to not maybe go through as much pain or to go through it in a different way and get the help that they need. So I, you know, I'm starting to open up more about, I think those experiences in my life again, not to just be like me, 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 but there, I know there are people out there going through it now. So. No, yeah. and I, I think that's a, I think that's a good way to, to try and, and utilize your talent and utilize every, every aspect whether it be through social media or through right. a film or, right. And it was it was a realization that I know Austin and I even came to together with things when we first moved here. When yeah. one of the episodes we recorded, like everybody looks at them like, "Oh, you guys are in you're in Hollywood. You're doing this." Like, and it's the authenticity to be able to be like, "Yeah," but there's also a lot of a lot of struggle. It's not. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it's not everything that you see on social media. Right. And so even social media wise, like it's it's had to be a little bit more like this is some of the shit you go through yeah. like this is yeah this is the reality of it. and trying to be more authentic i think is definitely i'm i'm very happy that it's becoming more and more accepted because i think it it'll better us in the long run i completely agree i completely agree and just like confronting the fact that so much on social media like you said is like this is this is the interpretation of my life that i'm putting out there that yeah. doesn't mean that's what's happening i'm not showing you every every breakdown in my car where I'm sobbing on my way to work. Like you don't get to see all that. Yeah. And frankly, I don't think you want to, no. but, but just knowing that we're all like going through stuff and yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Before I had moved out here, I'd run into a guy at the DMV that I had gone to high school with. Mm. And he was just like, man, I just see everything that you're doing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so jealous. I want to be doing that. It's just like, you know, it, it, it just seems so easy. And I'm just like, no, I was like, I was like, most people don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're just seeing the reward because that's what I posted. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, when they would see like the Sundance shows I would do. Sure. Like one of the years I had to drive up on my own. I don't like driving through canyons, mm. let alone through the snow. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's driven up to Park City in Utah at four in the morning <laughs> in blowing snow where there's also not any street lights. Mm. And the day before, I found out that one of my headlights was out. No. And I have bad anxiety <gasps> as it is. Yeah. And so I'm driving up because we had morning radio to do. Mm -hmm. And I was I, I was in tears because I was so scared. Yeah. And I finally get to where I needed to park. Parked, opened the door, threw up all over outside of my car. I was like, all right, time to go do radio. Wow. And so yeah. it's like. Later that day, you know, people see the pictures with Morgan Spurlock and, you know, every filmmaker we had coming in that day. And they're like, wow. It's, I'm like, yeah, I was in tears and threw up on the way here because yeah. I was so scared just driving through the canyon. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, you have to ha deal with those things. It's not what people necessarily want. Right. They, <laughs> right. Yeah. They just see our, they see the happy moments. Right. Right. And I think that translates to yeah. all, all places. You know, I see my friends back home with their beautiful families i'm like oh man i'd really love to meet someone and have that yeah. and they have to be like girl 
Like, it ain't easy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I, my life isn't easy. Okay, great. We're So we're both going through it, yeah. just in different ways. Yeah, we're just going through the motions <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. we, we, we have our own baby shit we get to clean up. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, it's... It's just fine. We, we yeah, we just have our own fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get cat throw up that I get there to clean up here and there. Yeah. At least, at least you slept through, through your entire time here. She has been cozied up over there the entire time. <laughs> She's gone. I very, can't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't. With the overcast days yeah. and the rain, all I want to do is sleep. That's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm always envious though, because I'll see your posts and you have like a nice view of it all. And I oh, get Tim, I can't tell you. I, yeah, I get an alleyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to. I did have to work up to that. I yeah. didn't always have that. I, you know, and it was a blessing when it happened. But, uh, yeah, I do love my view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every every time it's raining and I'll see you post something, I'm just like, I want oh, that view. Yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. Plus, you can actually see when it's raining, whereas there's a drain pipe somewhere out here, and okay. so it'll sound like it is pouring. And it's not. And. It took me a while to realize yeah. that, oh, it's not really raining that hard. That's just the water running off the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And I would walk outside and it would be like hardly spring going. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Not the same. Not yeah. I was same. instead like staying inside hibernating. Yeah. Just like, no, there's rain in LA. This yeah. isn't normal. It's been crazy though. Like up in Griffith, it's so green. It looks like we live oh, yeah. in Ireland. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I was driving through, I was uh, driving through near Skirball the other day. Oh, me too. And yeah. it's just it's like stunning. So green. And like I've never, you know, yeah, I dro- I've been on the four or five a few times this week and it's like I've never. Before this, I never saw it was always just brown. Yeah, the mountains were always brown, and they are green. Yeah, it is crazy. Oh, we needed it. That's yeah. for sure. I was in I was in Malibu a couple of weeks ago, and just driving up the PCH, and there was an area where the fire had had gone oh, down, yeah. and you could still see some of the burn area, but. It was like I wanted to be able to pull over and take a picture, but it was kind of a narrow shoulder. So yeah. I was like, eh, I don't want to risk it. Yeah. But it was just such beautiful imagery because it was kind of after the bulk of the big storms had come mm, through. Mm-hmm. And some of the wildflowers there had already started to <sighs> wow. pop. Yeah. And it was just this lush green yeah. with just these yellow wildflowers mm. that had popped up and just this little bit of burning. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it's just so like the contrast between the two. Yeah. To just be like new life. A few months ago, this was just like pure devastation. Yeah. It's yeah. and just to see, yeah, that you know, it was it was dark. Yeah. But look what's come out of it, and yeah. I was just like the imagery here is just so perfect. Yeah. That... Why didn't you pull over? <laughs> I want to see that picture. No, I get it. That yeah. people drive crazy on the over there. Yeah. But, it it was, no. wasn't worth the risk, but every bit of no. it was like. I believe I it was beautiful. It. I should risk it. I should risk it. <laughs> I believe it was gorgeous. So what is kind of uh, coming up next for you now? I mean, I know you're kind of doing the festival circuit. Yeah, and so that'll go on for a while. That's yeah. quite the feat. Um, and I'm actually in pre-production right now for my next short. Awesome. Yeah, I just don't stop. Um, really excited for that. It's called Oh Baby, and it's about um, – I'm I've co-written it with my um, dear friend Kate Morgan Chadwick. She'll be starring in it. I'll be directing it. And um, it's my first piece that I won't be in that I'm directing. So that's really exciting nice. to just take a step back yeah. and let the magic happen. Um, and it's about a, a woman who is single and she has decided to have a kid on her own. And it's about her um, her need to get laid a last time as a pregnant <laughs> woman before having her baby. 
so uh, craziness ensues. It's you know, it's definitely a dramedy. I'm excited to work uh, in some comedy again because, as you know, yours or mine is not. Yeah. It, it is darker. So uh, Kate's hilarious, uh, one of the funniest people I know in my life. Uh, so I'm really excited to bring this um, into the world. I think it's going to be a really great look at, you know, what it means to openly and actively demand what you want as a woman. Let alone a pregnant woman. (laughs) So yeah, we're really excited for that. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. I'm always so excited to see to see what you're up to. So you're you're honestly, and I'm not just saying this because you're here. You're honestly one of the people that I I always just I look forward to your posts because they're they're positive. They're they're always uplifting. And as we were just saying a few minutes ago, they're very authentic. Thank you. And so I I love just watching you continue to grow. And I'm just like. Oh, every, every time you succeed, it 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 feels like it feels like a little bit of a second city family success. It really, that that's what I love about it, and it's been such a blessing to know you. It's just uh, second city. It, I was saying that the other day. It's like it's the family that just won't go away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm totally yeah, fine it, with that. It, it's it's very true. I mean, granted, everybody I met through there, I only yeah. pretty much know online. I mean, you're yeah. you're one of the few that like has a personal connection yeah. to and so it's yeah it's it, it's nice that to still have that that family and that yeah. community deep and family ties rooting it. for everybody constantly yes so. absolutely yes so well where can everybody find uh find everything for yours or mine and of course you on social yeah. media um well my social media is at brooke tranter b-r-o-o-k-e t-r-a-n-t-o-r and then most of the links um to yours or mine are going to be on there but we're also on instagram twitter um yours or mine film and um, the website that has the trailer, if you want to check that out and see where we're going to be having screenings, is on my website, brooktranter.com slash yours dash r dash mine. Excellent. Yeah. And where is the festival in New York? That will be April 26th, um, 27th, 28th. I think I got that right. <laughs> yeah. But if you need to look it up, uh, it's the Blackbird Film Festival, and it's actually in Cortland, New York. Okay. And uh, we will be screening that Sunday evening right before um, the awards. So I, I'm so excited. I've seen trailers for a lot of the films, and it looks like it's going to be a really great one. Awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah. So it's so good to catch up with you. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy that we literally found out that we just live two streets over from each other, oh, basically. Like, li- like like two blocks. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. is the first I've seen you since Isn't that even odd? moving here. Yeah. Technically, that's not true. I did see you one other time. You just didn't know. As no creepy way. as that sounds. Yes. You didn't know. I was walking by your house and I saw you and I tried to wave and you wouldn't wave back. Where no, was that? I was at the light on Sunset and Vine on a Sunday. So you were probably going to the farmer's market. Oh, yeah. And you were you were in the crosswalk and I, I had people in the car. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's Brooke. And I was about to kind of like give a little honk. But yeah. then I was like. Brooke doesn't know my car. It's just some random guy is honking at her. Oh, and I then, would have like that. Well, and then I was about yeah. to roll down the window, and I was like, "These people don't know that I know this person." And there you go. I was like, "Yeah, Save no it for part another of time. this yeah. is going to go right." Yeah. <laughs> well, next time you should honk. Yeah, I was definitely going to the farmers market. And Sundays are uh, uh, my uh, rhythm is farmers market and a movie. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, that, that is a good way to do it. Oh, love it. Love starting the week that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Brooke. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you.